0: Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show we are talking about the Seth Rogen star vehicle, An American Pickle, which is out now on HBO Max. I'm not sure if this was ever planned for theaters or if it was always destined to be a streaming movie, but it is available now. You can watch it, and while we didn't really love it, we definitely had a great time talking about it. Joining me for this one is Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year. You've heard him here on the show before. And we got a great little conversation coming up with some good puzzle pieces. And uh, he gives me a little bit of shit for maybe being a little bit lazy with my list. But we, we have a good time. So that's coming up here in a second. But I do want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can always Rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Let us know how you're enjoying the show. And follow us on Twitter at Pod, Instagram at Pod. We also have a Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about on the show. And check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash David Rosen where I'm about to post this episode right now so you may be hearing it before it hits the feed or you're hearing it on the regular feed in the future but regardless lots of great content over there you should check out also including some great content from Awesome Movie Year and All Rice No Beans and my music so lots of cool stuff over on the Patreon but with all that said Let's start talking about an American pickle. All right, back on the show with us, we've got Jason Harris to talk about a very Jewy movie. How's it going, Jason?
1: am <laughs> <L'chaim>, Dave.
0: <laughs> Shalom.
1: And uh, let's have a nice day. We'll get a nosh. Maybe we'll kvetch a little about the things that are going on in the world. And, uh... I, I
0: plan on a lot of kvetching, let me tell you.
1: A little little this, a little that, and the, and the, and they will just do it.
0: <laughs> so we're talking about An American Pickle, this new film starring Seth Rogen in dual roles as both uh, his own character and then the character's grandfather, who has been frozen in time in a great of pickles. Great grandfather. great grandfather, Dave. Great grandfather. Great Herschel is right. the great
1: grandfather. Ben is the kid.
0: Yes. I I've I've already forgotten details of this movie that I watched a week ago. I mean, I guess this is this is what to expect though with movies that are kind of just being like one after another rolled out to streaming without you know without a lot of polish. I think, but we'll, we'll get into d- that. You know,
1: you know, you need content, but um, you know, we I will admit, Dave, um, I have this ranked as the most disappointing film of the year for me. Oh. I was really into the preview, and we talked about it on. Uh, piecing it together on our uh, trailer episode where I know you have those pieces but uh, man did they execute this horribly they should yeah. they should throw this movie in a pickle brine
0: <laughs> I don't think I hated it as much as it sounds like you did but I I certainly didn't like it too much either um, this
1: one is as bad as uh, bad as anything I've seen this year Wow
0: well I you know I think luckily, With the format of our show, that'll at least give us a chance to talk about some movies that we do like in the process and uh, maybe look at a little of what went wrong with this thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So we did do that trailer episode. And so we did talk about this movie a little bit before it hit HBO Max. Um, We'll see as we get into the conversation if some of the pieces that we had mentioned do uh, overlap with what we talked about on the trailer show, but the movies we had mentioned after watching the trailer and talking about it were Encino Man, Borat, Fiddler on the Roof, Blast from the Past, Interstellar, and Little Miss Sunshine. So with that being said, I think let's jump into what our actual puzzle pieces are. What do you have for your first one? The
1: first one to me was a movie, and I based it on what movie involves the most pickling because there's a lot of pickling in this movie and sure. uh the movie i remember that involved a huge uh, character trait of pickling was the five-year engagement with jason siegel emily blunt and i remember brian Posehn's character who i think worked at zingerman's deli very famous deli in michigan uh was always pickling so that's why i chose the five-year engagement because of the pickle connection
0: Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't remember if I ever actually saw that movie. It, certainly, I don't recall it being so pickle uh, uh, involved. Uh, is that, I'm guessing, and I get this from the movie, and I, I guess it, maybe I knew this, but is that like a hipster thing? Is that why they maybe use that in that movie and why it's in this one? I mean, it is,
1: but pickles are delicious, so it shouldn't be. I mean, you can, like, you know, they do talk about all the different things you could pickle in uh, this film, and pickling's great. So, if the hipsters are the only ones doing it, then advantage hipsters, so.
0: (laughs) For sure. Well, you know, for my first puzzle piece, I'm going to get some Seth Rogen out of the way. I I always like to uh, try to get out of the way any pieces that are uh you know involving previous films in a filmmaker or stars repertoire but uh i i think that this movie kind of continues a theme of a lot of seth rogan movies that i believe started with the green hornet but definitely continued along with like this is the end and long shot and the night before and that is this thing where they're all just hyper current and. They they reference everything that's happening exactly in the moment of the time that this movie comes out. And in this you've get, you know, you get the app connection, you get, you know, like ride sharing and you get like all, all that kind of stuff that is exactly what's happening in the culture at this very specific moment as the movie is coming out. And I, I I'm interested to see how these later era Seth Rogen movies age because of that, because he does seem to always set them where they have to be exactly right now in the moment.
1: I think that's an interesting point. You know, sometimes you go back and you watch a movie from the early 2000s, and you're like, look at that cell phone, and it takes you out of it, right? Right. But then you right. watch something like Clueless, and like, which is very 90s, but it's also very timeless, right? So. You just, you just never know. Um, but yeah, he is hyper-referential. That's true.
0: Yeah. It it seems to be a thing. And I mean, it, it works at at times. There's some, you know, good jokes throughout like all of these movies, maybe not as many in this one. I mean, it's certainly something he's been doing a bunch of, so maybe it kind of wears thin a little bit, but, uh, you know, I don't know. It just seems to be his shtick lately that, and just look how Jewy I am.
1: Well, (laughs) going on the Jew thing, Dave, I'm going to do my second puzzle piece, which I think you might have just guessing. But when I think of a good movie that involves Jews and obsession with death, I think of one that you and Josh recommended on, uh, piecing it together, maybe year end best of list, which was To dust with, uh, Matthew Broderick and, uh, a very good, uh, Jewish actor whose uh, name I don't know, but, uh,
0: Giza Rowrig.
1: There you go. So, ah. um, but that, if you're looking for the themes of this movie done, uh, at a much, much higher level, that movie's awesome. So, um, to dust is my second
0: one. That's interesting. I I hadn't thought of that, and I love that movie. And I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, they definitely are dealing with some of those themes, especially the Herschel character and you know what he's gone through. And I, I guess also the Ben character, what he's gone through with his family as well. So yeah, I guess there there is a lot of that grief uh, that they're dealing with in this movie, and it's just it's so kind of hidden behind a little bit of a one-note joke that you maybe don't even notice it the whole time
1: well yeah this movie does not do it well that movie did do it well right so that's kind of (laughs) my point so Yeah.
0: yeah so all right cool well i will go with my next piece and this was one of the ones that i mentioned in the trailer show and that is Borat the Sasha Baron Cohen film this obviously not even remotely as funny and it doesn't even aim to be as funny certainly I mean it it's definitely trying to be a little bit more emotional it's not as you know wacky and out there and everything but a lot of the humor does you know come from a place of this fish out of water and, you know, this Eastern European kind of stereotypical played for laughs kind of a character and just how out of place they are in, you know, today's progressive culture and that kind of stuff. And so I, I think even though it's not going for the same kind of laughs, it's the laughs are coming from a fairly similar place.
1: I think that is a big stretch, my friend. So <laughs> it's a totally different type of movie, If I was going to reference something in the 80s, maybe Moscow on the Hudson would be a better reference point Mm. or Yakov Smirnov's entire act. But, uh, you know, just the form is totally different. This is a scripted, uh, you know, narrative film and Borat is uh, balls to the wall, kind of some scripted, but some hidden prankish stuff. And Borat Borat, um, also made me laugh a lot. So that was Yeah,
0: th- that's the biggest difference, I yeah. think, between the two. <laughs> so um, but I do
1: want to reference say that yes, um so the ones that we did mention on the trailer, like I still think like Little Miss Sunshine, something like that is uh valid, but I just tried to do ones that we didn't do in the trailer episode. So
0: sure, sure. Well, what do you have for your next one? My next one
1: is going to be I thought about actors playing two characters and um I think this trend really started taking off with the social network again where sure. you know in a way they're uh, like look this isn't great this isn't twins um like they're like the army hammer characters but this is uh or the winkle vibe boys uh as they like to say but this is one actor basically playing Very similar shades of uh, two family members. So I'm going to go with The Social Network, which, again, much better movie than
0: this. (laughs) Well, and I will say the biggest strength, I think, of this movie, if all the points it gets are for Seth Rogen really pulling off two different family members, I think, convincingly.
1: Uh, yeah, the problem isn't Seth Rogen. The problem is in the writing, and I'm surprised yes. that Seth Rogen let that go, you know? Yeah. Um, so, for instance, Herschel is this, uh, like, scientific anomaly who's been brined in, you know, a uh, pickle liquid for um, 100 years, and then he comes back, and then it's like – when they feel like acknowledging that that's a thing, they do. But when it's inconvenient to the plot and like Herschel's entire downfall is like, oh, he says stuff that's horrible. And it's like, well, now we're not acknowledging that he's from 100 years ago. And like, there's no reason for that. It's so lazy. It pisses me off. And uh, more than bad movies, I hate lazy movies. And this is that.
0: Yeah, it also kind of... uh you know, leans into a kind of uh, skewering cancel culture and all that kind of stuff and kind of is very wishy-washy on what, you know, side of anything. It doesn't really take any form of a side in what it's trying to say. It's not saying anything, really.
1: Well, and one other big problem is we're talking about right now, Seth Rogen playing those two characters, but Herschel, who's probably our main, main character, his entire downfall is caused by Ben, his great-grandson. So who am I supposed to like here? Am I supposed to like young <laughs> Seth Rogen as he's a just a huge asshole to his great-grandfather? Shitbag. Yeah, he's horrible. And terrible. it doesn't just happen once. It happens three consecutive times, and you're like, well, screw this guy. He sucks, you know? like, um, So that's pretty bad, man. So the, those are two of the major points where this film just was like, you know what? Fuck you, American Pickle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Well, I will move on to another piece. And this one actually goes perfectly with your last piece there. And this one, I actually saw an interview with Seth Rogen where he mentioned it. So I'm cheating a little bit, but that's Adaptation, the Charlie Kaufman, Spike Jones film, which, as you know, is my favorite movie. But again, this is, you know, an actor playing two roles. But Seth Rogen said he looked at that as kind of like a gold standard for how that has to look and how it has to work out. And again, you know, if we're to say anything good about this movie, it's Seth Rogen, like doing his best with it. I don't know why he didn't add any kind of polish to the script or take some time to flesh it out in any meaningful way, but he certainly did, uh, you know, do a good job of that whole dual role thing. And, you know adaptation is uh, again you know a completely different movie a completely different kind of a thing but as far as talking about the dual role thing it's you know pretty clearly a uh standard to try to live up to yeah
1: no you're right and uh, i should have thought about that and and i should watch it again i know like you said it's your favorite but uh yeah, that's Nick Cage at his best in those two different roles there. So oh, that's sure. that's a good pick. And, of course, one of those uh, Nick Cage characters has hair like yours. So anytime <laughs> I can reference that, I will. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so we're talking about movies with mismatched twins. Uh, how about the movie Twins? That was on my mm-hmm. list there. Schwarzenegger nice. and DeVito as twins. And... Uh, you know they get into some wacky fun adventures and i'm sure we're not that far off from seeing a remake with like kevin hart and the rock or something like that you know but um sure but um yeah uh uh, hey twins can be played by uh uh two different actors not just the same actors how about the same actor there so um I, i would like to watch twins again and i remember really liking it as a kid and um I will bet a lot of money that it's better than this movie.
0: I want to see uh I want to see awesome movie or presents twins with you and Josh Bell as the twins.
1: Oh, yeah. So Can we make that happen? Um so how does that work? Cuz I'm in.
0: Wait, we, we need wigs, we need I I don't know what we need exactly, but let's make it happen. All right,
1: that'll go on the Patreon, I guess. So.
0: <laughs> well, I think that you know, as far as the the guy, you know, waking up in a different time period genre of movies, I did mention Encino Man in the trailer episode. And this is so, so different, but I did have it as a puzzle piece here. I, I just think that that is when you set out to make a movie where somebody wakes up in a different time period that it's it's just a movie that you you look towards. And, I honestly haven't seen it in so many years. I was almost gonna rewatch it for this, uh, just to like see how it holds up. And I remember really liking it back in the day. I don't know about you, but I just felt it was worth keeping as a puzzle. You
1: know poster. what you know what's as lazy as this movie is your list. You're just rehashing your, your trailer list, man. There's only
0: two of them. You There's could have you could have
1: at least you could have Googled movies about people who wake up in the future or something like that and found something. I
0: did. Right. It was difficult. Oh. I gotta tell you, this is a tough movie.
1: All right. Well (laughs) Well, I did something different, Dave, which, you know, in the trailer episode, I mentioned Little Miss Sunshine as a great example of a film with a relationship with a grandparent and a grandchild. So I went down Uh that road again. But instead of copying my own self, Dave, Uh I did a little more work and I chose Willy Wonka, um, which obviously has the great relationship between Charlie and is it Grandpa Joe? Uh, I don't know. But I also think, I, think so. I also think we had a chocolate factory and a pickle factory and this kind of, um, you know, uh, out-of-place adventure uh, or man-out-of-place adventure. So I went with Willy Wonka, um, which is a lovely film. I watched it about a year ago, I think.
0: You know, I was trying to think for a puzzle piece, which I, I don't have one here, but I, I was trying to think of something where at the end – like the guy's down on his luck and he goes into a church and you know is is shown the way uh but here we get the jewish version of that he goes into a temple and is shown the way yeah i I couldn't i I couldn't think of a good example though i know it's happened in like a million movies yeah maybe that's maybe a good one yeah you're right i think
1: it has happened in a lot you know so
0: (laughs) but i can't think of
1: any right now either so
0: so instead of that, I'll go to my my last piece, which is a movie we talked about before uh, recording this, which is Hal Ashby's *Being There*, which I think is again a, a the exact kind of fish out of water story that that they seem to be going for here, just not quite uh, capturing the, the charm of. But the the idea of this character being completely out of place and saying all the wrong things but somehow through a little bit of maybe magical realism everybody just kind of is getting their own more positive spin on the things that he's saying and accepting them in a in a you know a really gracious way which you know, adds to some great comedy and is a great setup for some interesting things to happen, which certainly do in being there and don't so much here.
1: Yeah. um, That was a big comparison that we were talking about beforehand. And I think in a lot of reviews and I kind of think, and I'm not saying you as a puzzle piece, I get it as a puzzle piece, but I kind of think in reviews to compare it is like lazy because being there is so great and this is right. so not great. <laughs> and also the finesse that being there does it with is it's perfect, right? Like it's it's right. Hal Ashby in the 70s, Peter Sellers in the 70s, Shirley MacLaine in the 70s. Man, home runs right there. So um, and Jersey Kaczynski wrote that script. Um, but yeah, this this um, I know people just keep doing it. I, d- I think it makes sense as a puzzle piece, but as a direct comparison, I don't think you would make that comparison, right?
0: Right, no, certainly not as a comparison as an inspiration, though. I think so. I think that they were going for it. um and and again, I think part of the problem is uh, i I think being there knows what what side of any issues this character is yeah. on, despite him not really seeming to know himself what side he's on, where whereas this movie doesn't is really just strictly going for kind of cheap laughs when it comes to people misunderstanding uh, this character's blatant, you know, either sexism or racism or or homophobia or wh- whatever, like, you know, whatever the jokes are coming from, the, this, these light versions of all of those terrible things just because he's from a different time. Well,
1: yeah, and I think you make a good point there is, like, when they want to hit you over the head with it, they do, and when they want to forget it, they do, but being there is... Um, they take they take chance seriously. Everything he says, you know, as he moves off in the right. world, they they take him very seriously and at face value, and um, it just leads to so much great comedy. So, do you know Raphael? <laughs> <That was laughs> I have a so message him for him. <laughs> <laughs> there were uh, just a lot of great laughs in being there. So you know. yeah,
0: really good movie. If if nothing else, this movie led us to being there uh, to rewatch. Yeah, from that, which so. is
1: well, I, I had actually never seen it was on my list forever. But um, I'm you know. I'm a huge Peter Sellers fan. How can you not be like one of the all-time great comedic performers? And he's just, what a characterization he came up with for that
0: one. Yeah, really makes me want to go back and watch more of his stuff. Because it's been a long, 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 long time since I've seen anything with him in it, really.
1: Yeah, I think that would be the best thing you could take away from this movie is to go watch Peter Sellers movies <laughs>
0: <laughs> for sure well do you have any other pieces no
1: um the only other thing I could be is like if I looked up oh what are the most disappointing movies I've seen <laughs> <You know?
2: laughs> so.
0: all right well in that case I'll do the finished puzzle here that includes the five-year engagement uh, all these hyper hyper of the moment Seth Rogen movies, uh, To Dust, Borat, The Social Network adaptation, Twins, Encino Man, Willy Wonka, and Being There. So of course I cheated my way through half my list. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll do better, guys.
1: I'm uh, <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that on the next episode. We'll do another trailer <laughs> episode coming up, and then we'll cover one of those. And um, yeah, you better you better bring it next time, buddy.
0: Do you have any other uh, closing thoughts about this movie, you know, other than some of the things that we've said so far about how disappointed we are in it?
1: Uh, You know, I I like that um, streaming offers um, films that take chances. And I think we're seeing more of that. And this was a chance to take. But I just don't know how it got through other than if, like, Seth Rogen pushed it, you know? Like, there's just so many mistakes on this. And it's Simon Rich, who is a well-known writer, you know? So I just don't know. And it's based on his own story, if I'm not mistaken. So
0: I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's, uh, there's way better stuff that's been made for streaming. And um,
0: this... Uh,
1: Hey man, just like uh, back in the day when you used to go see movies in the theaters, they're not all going to be hits, baby.
0: They can't all be great, but yeah, HBO Max, not exactly uh, having having a good average so far, this and Greyhound, although the documentary- No, Greyhound's on uh,
1: Apple TV, and so is Boys oh, is Town. it? yeah. So. Oh,
0: so is this the first then? Is this the first? I don't called? know,
1: but um, what's great on HBO Max is the uh, Elmo, Not Too Late Show, which I watched with my daughter- uh, Really funny, fun Ooh. talk show, yeah.
0: HBO Max needs some more stuff, then. They don't have anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they have plenty of stuff. They have a bunch of hubs. They have, like, the AMC hub. Uh, they have the... Or the TMC Yeah, I, hub. Mean, I
0: mean... I mean new stuff, though. I mean... New yeah, stuff? I mean, they have all the HBO stuff.
1: stuff. What are you talking about? Like, everything that's going to be streaming is going, you know... they got <laughs> plenty of stuff. Cartoon Network. They have the studio... Uh, ghibli which i can never pronounce with all the animes and you know stop hating stop hating on hbo max they're, i love hbo they're just uh, you know this was the rollout so but yeah this was yeah. a bad movie but hey if this was on any streaming platform it would still be a bad movie dave
0: that's right, and no matter which one it landed on, that's what would have happened. Well, is there another movie you watched recently that you did like that you'd maybe want to recommend to our listeners? Yeah,
1: I will recommend two movies that are um, streaming, that are you have to rent, uh, but are both great, both of my top ten. Actually, I could do three at this point. Um, mm. So Driveways, which I know you and Josh talked about on the uh, Midway that's really good. One of Brian Dennehy's last movies, if not his last, and um, uh, the lead actress is awesome. She's in um, uh, uh, Watchmen also, and she's great. Oh, she's okay. a star to watch. Yeah, I want
0: to. I want to see that. It, it sounds really good.
1: First Cal. That's a. That's a favorite of a lot of people right now, and uh, mm-hmm. never, rarely, sometimes, always, which is a very tough movie about a suburban teenager in Pennsylvania who has to travel to New York for an abortion, a very tough watch, but um, maybe that, that one so far, all three are probably on my top 10. I would say probably two of them will stay there for the rest of the year. So.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, good picks. And uh, why don't you tell some people about awesome movie year? What's going on over there? Awesome movie
1: year is in a very cool season right now. We're in 1977 and we're what we are learning as we watch more films of 1977 is just how strange storytelling was back then and how unique and how individual it was. So many really cool, odd movies of that time, right? So we're doing 77, then we'll kind of go forward and then go back again, different years. Uh, we are all over the social media, awesomemovieyear.com, awesomemovieyear on Facebook and Instagram, Awesomemoviepod on twitter i'm jason harris comedy on facebook and instagram j harris comedy on twitter go for jason on the web and on letterboxd but yeah i uh i'm really proud of Austin movie year and you do a, a good a good 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 all right very good job producing
0: <laughs> well thank you jason for that wonderful wonderful compliment and uh, thanks as always for being here, and I'm I'm looking forward to doing another trailer episode with you in a couple of weeks from now. I already got the movies picked out, so I'll be sending you that list. Well,
1: that's exciting, and we should say we've watched two of the movies from our last trailer episode. You you might have watched more, right?
0: Yeah, I just I just watched Project Power uh, yesterday,
1: and you watched Tax Collector, right?
0: Yeah, tax collector. We just did an episode on, which uh, is an absolutely terrible movie. Yeah,
1: so that's uh, <laughs> we did. What six trailers? Yes, and four. You've seen four, and they've all been very bad
0: yeah this hasn't been the best month yeah uh, um yeah still an awesome movie year but uh not an awesome movie month
1: and i should say the one uh we we, i used to go here not very bad but just not good right yeah
0: Yeah, exactly it's just a very average movie but it it, it was enjoyable though definitely enjoyable not worth an episode but an enjoyable movie if you're if you want to uh if you if you want to kind of i don't know maybe not (laughs) there was some
1: laziness in that script too um yeah yorma takomi in both of those movies and uh hmm. and i don't know the worth of either of his characters and uh, he's kind of uh especially in uh i used to go here i'm like what what is happening with your character in this one
0: well let's keep high hopes for tesla and uh we'll see what comes up next well thanks jason for being here as always and i will talk to you soon
1: cool dave have a good one buddy
2: heard others but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the jock and nerd podcast hear Imran so if you offend everyone at once it all it's a wash I've covered everybody Anthony Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the Connor same Connor as, j- the as Terminator. Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Uh Jock and Nerd.
0: All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about American Pickle. By the way, if I'm talking really quiet, it's because it's like really early in the morning right now and I'm trying to squeeze it recording some intros and outros for these episodes because I got a whole bunch of guest appearances lined up like every night this week and uh, you know what? If you want me to join you on your podcast, get in touch. I love guesting on other people's podcasts. If you want to be on Piecing It Together, get in touch. I love having new people on this podcast. And also check out piecingpod.com, our website. Go to the link section, and I always keep a running list of all of the other podcasts I have guested on, so that way you can check me out talking about movies on other shows or music or whatever it is I'm talking about on these shows. And check out some great shows in the process. Process. I always try to include an ad here at the ends, like just now that was the jock and the nerd, uh, which Imran was just on piecing it together just recently, so it's great to be able to cross-promote with those guys, and uh, I love doing these podcasts, and I love being part of this community, and it's really early, and I can't believe I'm up so early, but you know what, I gotta fit in all the stuff I can fit in, because I uh, tend to make myself very busy. <laughs> well i hope you enjoyed today's episode if you do enjoy piecing it together i would love it if you went to either PodChaser or apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts and click that subscribe button and then maybe uh rate us and review us we we love getting your reviews we love hearing what you think of the show you can follow us over on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. Check out our Patreon, which is slash by David Rosen, which has a whole bunch of great content from myself as a music composer, as well as stuff from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and All Rice, No Beans. And I got a lot of great stuff that is coming up in September. Uh, around my music career, a a really cool retrospective feature that's hitting the Patreon exclusively, and I'm really excited to share it with you guys. That is coming really soon. So aside from that, I also want to give a quick plug to my website, ByDavidRosen.com, which is the site for all things related to my music career. I recently redesigned it, and it's got a whole bunch of new information, samples of my music, links to pretty much everything I have done at this point, and I'm constantly continuing to add to it as well. So definitely check out ByDavidRosen.com. Lots of new stuff coming soon. I got a new album coming in October. I got new music videos coming. So lots of stuff on the way there. And speaking of my music, as always, I'm going to leave you guys with a piece of it. And I don't play this stuff too often, but for a movie like An American Pickle, I think it is called for. I am going to play a piece of music from my old Jewish comedy rap group, Fakakta. Fakakta has uh, kind of gone on hiatus these last few years. I, I doubt it's ever coming back, but... That being said uh, there's some pretty good stuff to play <laughs> and so I'm gonna play a piece from our second album you took us for granted and let's see which which track should I play from from you took us for granted I think I'm gonna play breathe the tubevat song uh, this one is absolutely ridiculous there may be some off- color humor in it uh, which Fakakta. Maybe has been known for throughout its career. So, you know, please don't be offended. And if you do enjoy Fakakta's Breathe the Tubishvat song, you could check out You Took Us for Granted over on iTunes and Spotify and all those other places. And uh, our other album, Lock Stars. <laughs> so, uh, this is Breathe the Tubishvat song. And thanks for listening to Piecing It Together. I don't know what that means, but I love them
2: greens and I, I love, love them trees. They give us CO2, and I like breathing. I don't know about you. I'd marry a tree, baby, if I could, because you know what MCF likes to do with wood. I got a
0: pretty good idea what she does with that wood, but that's her own business. Me, I'm over here in the breeze, getting high off the trees, smoking all that weed. You know I'm a fiend, but to get my nose clean, I use my favorite drug. It's antihistamine. I'm a bad motherfucker with sinus information, I be living in the trees like a monkey baharia The illest motherfucking rapper in the whole area And by illest I mean sickest, not sickest like the baddest But like I really need a sip of NyQuil and the Claritin But I'm also the illest, If I illest you mean bestest You can hear my rhymes in a breeze from the east to the west It's Jewish Dave, and I'm always prepared, hun I got 99 issues but a tissue ain't one
2: all points west production produced by david rosen in las vegas